10 minutes is talking about Star Trek and another 30 minutes is talking about completely different stuff. Yeah. I bring up for some reason. Star Trek isn't, isn't even that interesting. No, no. <laughs> not even really a fan. Oh, that's where I'm tertiary to the conversation. Yeah. I just started recording. That's going to be the first line. Star Trek isn't even that interesting. All right, let's talk about Star Trek for an hour. <laughs> uh, Fantastic. Yeah. All right. Welcome to the uh, Trek Trudge uh, Magical Podcasting Hour. Uh, we are joined today by me. I'm joining myself, Byron Hussey, um, Jan Vanden Hemmel, and Bibars El Taib. Hey, hey. guys. Oh, thanks for welcoming us. You're welcome. Yes. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for thanking me. <laughs> Today we're talking about the second episode of Star Trek The Next Generation, which is called The Naked mm -hmm. Now. Mm -hmm. Not The Naked Now. That's a, Sadly, no. That's but, a uh, separate story. Yeah, but eventually I'm sure it will be canon. Yeah. And all the official... All the official episodes will just be replaced by my edits, I think. That would be I fantastic. Yeah, I, I would like to think that if Gene Roddenberry came back from the grave, he would just put you in charge of Star Trek. And he might. He would. Who knows? There's, there's still a chance that might happen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, isn't isn't his head frozen in a in a jar somewhere? No, no, you're thinking of... I feel like he's one of those people who probably has, has been cryogenically frozen. He's got one of his own uh, Borg collective working on it right now. So, I think you're thinking of either uh, Walt Disney or Adolf Hitler. <laughs> yeah. Didn't they remove Hitler's uh, brain after he died and then implant it in Walt Disney's skull after Walt Disney died? It's a piece. It's an amalgam. It's pretty sure that's what happened. Yeah. Like a, like a flesh, flesh golem. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I don't remember their Untergang that exactly, but I think that's probably the final scene, yeah, now that you mention it. We're talking about Adolf Hitler, right? And then he kind of had to give a 20-minute speech about uh, the, the virtues of vegetarianism and then shot himself in the head. <laughs> and then they, they just scooped out all the, the, the bullet parts and then they uh, put all the good, the good meaty parts into Walt Disney. Mm. And that's, yeah, you don't really need all, all your brain anyway, so. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's true that human beings only use like 5% of their brains, right? And we've mm -hmm. yet to unlock the full, the full potential. Yeah, less if I'm at work. Probably more like 3%. Yeah. Majority of us function with little to no brain. <laughs> All right, guys. So um, let me just uh, give you a quick uh, rundown of how I think this is going to go. And you correct right. me if you, think I, if you think I'm wrong here. So uh, my vision is that uh, Bibars, who has very kindly uh, volunteered to be, be the, kind of the lore keeper for this episode, is going to give us a quick quick uh, recap of the, uh, the episode and maybe, maybe a little bit of uh, juicy trivias. All, all nice. the juiciest trivias, yeah. And <laughs> yeah. then we'll just kind of go in and maybe just talk about uh, the different, uh, some different stuff from the episode. Um, mm -hmm. And kind of maybe learn something sounds good i don't think we're going to be doing any learning today yeah but we'll definitely do some rambling talking about star trek episodes and jan sure. um i 
So, uh, short summary? Yes. Do okay. it. Okay. Uh, okay, so, second uh, second episode, uh, The Naked Now. Uh, the crew of the Enterprise responds to an odd message coming from a ship observing a collapsing star, only to discover its inhabitants have died in the midst of a wild party. The contamination that they have spreads to the crew of the Enterprise, affecting the crew in what appears to be something very similar to heightened inebriation. Now the crew must race not only to find the cure, but the collapsing star itself, all the while trying to retain control of an increasingly disorderly crew. How's that work? Very you're, good. You're Summer. actually good at this. Yeah. You've got <laughs> a, good. Uh, a good voice. Um, yeah. I was hoping for a little bit more like of a Jersey boy accent, though. Uh, so they're you, from they're they're from like Staten Island or Long Island or something. They're not even from New Jersey. I thought you were from New Jersey though. I'm from New Jersey. Yeah, but you can. But I'm constantly like, like I'll run into people and they'll be like, "Oh, where are you from?" I'm like, "From Patterson," and they're like, "Oh, no, I mean like originally, where are you from? Where are you oh, from? You sound like ethnically." Yeah. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> Is that what they meant? I guess so. I thought well, that's where you were going with it. I didn't mean to be racist. No, no, no. No, they, I think they see the name and then they attach the fact that I'm like, no, how are you doing? You know, to my uh, right. voice. So, uh, but I mean, all I'm saying almost. is that if you could talk more like Tony Soprano, it would be a better podcast. That's all. It'd be nice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I would butcher it. <laughs> no pressure, but I'm, I want to put a lot of pressure on you here, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, the, so the crew have been banging non-stop no. <laughs> right, there you go they should do like a, uh, a holodeck where they go and they all go into the bang and <laughs> <laughs> oh hey oh George oh, oh I got the gabagoo my mutadel you get like a whole spread of gabagoo and mutadel and rigo pie uh <laughs> Okay, sorry. Jan, I don't know if you did you watch The Sopranos? I assume Dubars did because no, I'm sorry. it's kind of about his life, but um mm. I know it's good, but I just didn't have time to watch any, I, uh, I actually, any shows. Basically. I think you would like it maybe more than you um realize that you would. Okay. Bibars, do you have any uh hot trivias? Trivia about the show. Okay, yeah. let's go. Whatever whatever you have prepared, we'll, we'll okay. roll with it. So um the show is actually pretty much almost, I'd say, an exact copy of the, the show from the original Star Trek series um, called The Naked Time. Hmm. Um, in The Naked Time, uh, the team discovers a bunch of frozen corpses in an observation crew of a disintegrating planet. Mm -hmm. um, so pretty much everything that happens in the naked now happened in the naked time only with different characters you know the right. the, the engine room gets taken over by a crew member um, there's the risk for, of uh, of the uh, exploding well, in in the in the naked time it was an exploding planet and this is an exploding star there's you know trysts that occur but for the most part the naked Time is a little bit more serious mm -hmm. than the Naked Now. Uh, the Naked Now definitely has a uh, kind of a playful attitude towards it, from right. what they're saying. Uh, one big difference is, in the original was that Spock, who I guess would you guys consider Spock Data's spiritual counterpart? Oh, yeah. definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. I mean, I never watched the original series. 
but um, uh, who's Spock? Um, but Spock, yeah, originally uh, when Spock was propositioned by one of the crew, he actually rejected her, whereas Data just went, you know. Wait, wait, wait! What did you say, Data? Yeah, um, like in the original crew. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, Data. <laughs> are you, you Doctor Pulaski up in here? We've got a, a regular Pulaski here. What the hell? Uh, oh, my apologies, Data. Uh, Jan, I'm gonna hang up on a bar for a <laughs> sec. Let me just move my mouse. It's closer to the, the red hang up. Okay, sorry. Well, sorry. Well, Data apparently uh, doesn't reject his uh, his offer and just goes. You know, he throws her the uh, row bone, I guess. And yeah. Good pun. Yeah. I wonder why Data is uh, intoxicated. By the way, they never really is explain he, it. Like they half explain it. He, he kind of like goes into this spiel about how all of his, uh, you know, uh, robot robotic juices, parts kinda. are kind of very similar to human, uh, the human anatomy. Although I do want to point out that it took so like. So basically in this episode, everybody gets infected. And once they become infected, they start becoming inebriated. But in all instances, it takes a little bit of time. Mm -hmm. Like they're normal for a good solid hour or so before they start showing the effects of this this, uh, inebriation. But Data, like as soon as Yar propositions him, he's just like he's just ready to go. So I'm thinking either... I'm thinking either his android anatomy has uh, uh, is probably more prone to it, or he just like he just went for it. Well, they, I, the th- I mean, the thing that was annoying is that like they asked the same question we ask is like, how does this affect you? And he's like, he can't even explain it properly because he's too drunk. So it's like we never get a proper explanation. I also don't think they ever give him the hypo spray at the end. They don't give him the cure, so he just like, oh, okay, we're we're going to stop doing this now. All right. I think it's well, like it's like when a bunch of kids like get some like non-alcoholic mm. beer and like <laughs> don't know, and so they all just start acting drunk because they think they're supposed yeah. to. Can you I feel think... it? <laughs> I feel it. Yeah. I feel it like some oduls. <laughs> Do you have oduls in uh, Belgium? Even yeah. better. Even better would be a good good idea that um, if he just. He just pretended the entire time. Oh no, yeah, I'm totally drunk. That's why we had sex. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I think that's what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, he's, he's my, just uh, trying to act human. So this is so it's similar to uh, that episode yes. from the first series. Uh, Correct. To so, to a painful degree, right. degree to some of the uh, the cast and crew, which I'll, I guess I'll get to in some of the uh, the quotes. Um, but going on to some other trivia for now, I guess. Um, let's see, Tchaikovsky, the, uh, the, the, uh, the SS Tchaikovsky, which is the ship that they, uh, discover, um, with the, you know, with the, the, that initially has the inebriated party, that, um, died off. Um, uh, Tchaikovsky himself, uh, the ship's namesake is considered to be the founding father of rocketry and astronics, um, He's also, uh, you know, uh, Russian himself. And the funny thing is, if you uh, look at the uh, plate, the 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 license the, the, plate the, of the, uh, the, license, the ship, yeah, the, yep. the ship's license plate, it actually says that it was built in um, the USSR uh, <laughs> date four zero two nine one. You can see that on the the license plate of the ship. It's like a like a red plate with like a hammer and sickle on it. 
it's got it's actually for some reason blue and white, which looks yeah. different than every other Star Trek. Uh, uh, you know, and any type of. Uh, <laughs> I didn't even um, know these ship. ships had license plates. <laughs> they all do apparently, <laughs> and, and later on in the series, you see like Picard like picking up the ship's license plate. Like most of them, most of them typically have them. In I don't video. remember this from the episode. Picard picked up the license plate of the Tchaikovsky. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry. Um, they in this episode, it's it's visible. Data, right? Huh. Yeah, right behind Data, like when when Data's on the ship, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like they like the the Russian ship. I, I guess they just have their license plate in some like random hall. Yeah, most of the time it's like this big ceremonial plate that they have on like on the command deck. Right. I I, but, I guess I just don't have a very uh, good eye for this kind of thing. So Jan, I have a Jan, good eye uh, for reading facts on the internet. <laughs> yes. I guess if I had read the same trivia right. page. Did you guys watch the bloopers for this episode? No, jeez. No, Talking about this, uh, if you bring this uh, part up, because there's a funny uh, blooper where uh, Data or Brent Spiner does a James Stewart impression when they're looking at that uh, license plate, I guess. It's pretty funny. <laughs> Do you, do, you have a, the, do you have a drop for it? You can, drop it yeah, I don't have it now, but I can send it to you and we can put it in okay. the It's pretty good. Um, Jan, you, are, do you have any associations with New Jersey at all? Oh. <laughs> like being like, I mean, like, it's like this sort of industrial wasteland, right? <laughs> not an industrial wasteland. <laughs> it's like, you know what it is? It's sort of like, it's not an industrial wasteland per se, but it's sort of like every part of New, New Jersey sort of, Kind of reminds you of like just a, like a highway off ramp. Like, <laughs> like Every, everybody that goes through New Jersey goes through the same uh, area. Um, yeah. From you know the, this like this like small corner of New Jersey is the only reason that people actually travel in or through New Jersey. Yeah, that's so all like of New Jersey though, as far as I'm. That's concerned. what they all see. Yeah. yeah, but then it's like on the license plate for New Jersey, which is why this is relevant, because we're talking about license plates. <laughs> garden State. <laughs> it is. It's the Garden it's a... State. It's like the, it's like the industrial sludge <laughs> runoff state. Sorry. All right, okay. Let, yeah, no, I know. You get delicious Nonsense. tomatoes and corn in the summertime. <laughs> Beautiful beaches. Uh, okay, sorry. Uh, any more trivia? Just mockery from a Bostonian. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, tons. Hey, I'm from Let's Philly. See. Philly originally, which is uh, sort of New Jersey's uh, cousin. Oh, right. Correct. Which is such a clean and orderly place, mind you. I mean, like, the worst part of Philly is Camden, New Jersey, so. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll grant you that. Camden is pretty terrible. Nice aquarium, um, though. Okay, um, so uh, just for chronological purposes, um, you know, the this show was actually released on October fifth, nineteen eighty-seven, which is about a little over four years after the USSR actually fell on December twenty-fifth, nineteen ninety-one. So it didn't last as long as they were hoping in the Star Trek series. Right. So they were predicting that the this Tchaikovsky was built in the USSR. So the USSR is a part of Starfleet in the future. Maybe the USSR like won the Cold War. I I had always assumed that it just had become like one large world government and all the borders are kind of just uh, ceremonial by that point. Yeah. All right. So so they got that wrong. 
Well, yeah. That's surprising that they had so little uh, foresight there. Particularly uh, with Reagan in power. I mean, come on. The guy was getting yeah. shit done. Um, nobody was expecting it. Okay, so let's see here. Uh, the, the model for the ship um, of the Tchaikovsky was a reuse of the USS Grissom. Um, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. From uh, Star Trek Three: The Search of Spock. For Spock. Hmm. Um, so they reused the prop from an old yeah. movie. And that was destroyed. Uh, that that original USS Grissom was destroyed uh, by a Klingon bird of prey, which was com- commanded by uh, Commander Kruger. Uh, or sorry, Commander Kruge, who was... Um, yes. I should have probably watched the move, that movie to know yeah. how to pronounce this name here. It's either Krug or Kruge, who was played by Christopher Lloyd. Um, oh, Back to uh, you know, I've never seen Star Trek 3. I didn't know that Christopher Lloyd was in it. Mm. Yeah. That sounds pretty I cool. wonder if when uh, Christopher Lloyd destroyed the spaceship, there was a shot of the license plate spinning around <laughs> on the floor with, out of time on it. It just happens uh, whenever he destroys something. Probably. Yeah. It's a good callback to the license plates again, too. Thanks. We're just going to continually discuss license plates. Right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bibars, one more trivia, then I'm, I'm sick of it. Okay. One for the road. Let me see a good one. The best one. If it's not good, uh, then, no, that's uh, not good. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hover it. my mouse over the uh, the hang up button. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, here's a here's an interesting one. Uh, Data uses a few contractions in this episode, mm-hmm. but later on in the series, it's determined that Data has an inability to use contractions in speech, which so, is stupid. But yes, yeah. <laughs> I have a theory about that. Actually, okay. because uh, there are also some bloopers from that shot where um, Brent Spiner keeps uh, cracking up when he's saying that they were blown out or sucked out or whatever. And I think they just never got a, a good take where he was really in character. So they just had to use one of the contraction ones? Yeah, because he just kept uh, laughing every time. Yeah, he did that, it that the, makes sense. Because the when they do that, what is it called? Um, like, there's a, there's a Breaking. term. Yeah, like... Uh... It, it can take hours to get the right take after that. Like if you, if, right. if once yeah. it's done, it's like it, you, you, you may never get it. Uh, mind worm or something like that. Yeah. It's like, um, I don't know. doesn't matter. Do you have mm-hmm. some time to talk about star dates? Um, yes. I want to go mm-hmm. into that a little bit. Just, I mean like, let's give it, give us like the very, I mean, it sounds very dry. Well, it's, it's, it's kind of interesting. Right, you know, so you got, wait, hold on. Let me, let me, Get this uh, stopwatch going here. You have. Uh, I'm, on the, you, I'm on the clock. Okay, I'm going to give you th- uh, 30 seconds starting what? now. Okay. So um, the thing is, the star dates that are used in Star Trek, apparently, nobody can exactly agree on what the star date actually means in the time that, you know, it, within the canon of the st- story. Um, at one point, Gene, like in the original series, it was like a four-digit number or so. Um, Gene Roddenberry said uh, about it that uh, the time adjusts to shifts in oh, relative time. Time up. Sorry. Ah, That's it. Maybe we can finish that uh, anecdote next time. Okay. <laughs> Put a pin in it. Doggy that. I was on the edge of my seat. It was. But, uh, it was going to be good. You were going to learn what they're saying every time you read. Doesn't, the doesn't one of them like stand for the season somehow? Like the season of the no. show. Yeah, actually it does. Uh, okay, sorry. Now so, you, you just finish it up. It's, it's interesting. Okay, so 
Um, so from TNG on, so like, so originally it was like not just time, but it was also place in the galaxy and stuff like that. But they, they never really like fleshed it out. Since TNG onto like Deep Space Nine and Voyager, the first two digits of the star date was always 41. So four stands for, or, or sorry, in the first season was 41. So four stands for the 24th century. Uh, the one stands for the first season. Then the next three digits are just um, random, uh, like a random number increasing from zero 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 to nine nine nine. So you know, uh, whatever that number is for the, for that episode. Is it possible the last... that the forty one is an homage to the forty first uh, president, uh, George Herbert Walker Bush? No. <laughs> yeah, you're right. He wasn't president yet. And then the last, uh, the the decimal. That's a day counter for the episode. So yeah, it, so, so, and it's sort of like also an indicator of like how high the writer was when they wrote the episode. <laughs> like I'm at about a point seven right now out of ten. <laughs> All right, that was really. I learned something. Very, good, very, very, very good. I'll, I'll try to forget it, but. I did really learn something. You've never bothered to look that up on your own, Jan, in all of your nah, Star Trek really. research. Nope. <laughs> you guys told you guys told me to get trivia, so I, got, I I invested all this time and effort into like gathering these little nooks and no, crannies. It's good. It's good. No, it's good trivia. I'm just I'm just, eh. just being a Weisenheimer. Hmm. Um, do you have, do you have any uh, anything that really we just can't do without? Like any tidbits. Like that, just we wouldn't be. It wouldn't be a complete episode without hearing. Well, I guess the most important thing that you need to know is that this episode was almost universally hated mm. by everybody involved: the writers, the uh, the crew, um, everybody. And Do you think that of- uh, like they just pushed forward with it because like Gene Roddenberry was like kind of a pervert? And he just like wanted to like put them in like sexy situations because like he was like shipping his own characters. I think yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. I mean, he did always like put his wife on the show in like sexy costumes. Yeah, but she's a very funny actress, though. I don't mind. Yeah, what's her name? Um, uh, Majel Barrett or something. That's right. Majel. It sounds like an alien name. You think that's why he married her? Maybe that's why he knew so much about aliens. <laughs> like, <laughs> that was his criteria for, for finding a mate. Like, you, you got to mm. sound like you're from another planet. Yeah, Majel Barrett. Yeah. She's also oh, the yeah. computer. That's right. She is? Mm. She's so, the voice of the so and there are some scenes where she's talking to the computer as well, which is pretty funny. <laughs> but she probably, like, didn't record all the computer stuff for like each episode she probably just like well no she would have to because the computer yeah, does so. very specialized things like yeah, yeah. i actually I got the um the amazon um i forget what it's called but it's like this robot you can talk to in your living room and play me it plays music oh, right. for you yeah the Oh, I know what you're talking about. It's a, it looks like a like a air purifier or something. Yeah, it's like a cylinder. <laughs> yeah, and it's like it has a uh, like an artificial intelligent operating system called Alexa, but it's sort of like the um, the start the uh, 
enterprise computer. Like you can ask it like stupid questions, like like how 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 heavy is the moon, and then it'll like give you like this long string of numbers. It's it's a non-mobile Siri, basically. Yeah, that's all it is. It's interesting. And it, she's not as smart as Siri, but right. like in some ways, and then she's a little bit smarter in other ways. Right. Um, <laughs> it's still not very good because it's like. And this is like really not very interesting conversation. I'm sorry, guys, but no, it's fine. but it's it's. I'll not get good. one when it talks like Brent Spiner. It, it would be good if you could like set the voice to to talk like different things, but it's just this. Imagine if you have a computer that has a Brent Spiner's voice. It would just talk to it all day. You, probably, you could probably like get like an audio bank of his all of his lines from this and program a computer to just talk which like, actually happens in this episode that's right well, <laughs> yeah. uh, thanks for keeping us back on track yeah, be bars. <laughs> yeah, well, but yeah we... this, is, this is a fantastic thing so like um wesley crusher played by will wheaton of course builds this small contraption that has no purpose other than to steal picard's identity and they don't bring it up at all ever ever again they like like he builds this thing that allows him to like commandeer the engineering room and nobody mentions after the fact, like after he almost risks the entire enterprise. Yeah. Well, to be fair, goes, the, maybe we should take that away from him. <laughs> but to be fair, you could do that with like today's technology. It's, I mean, he's clever, yeah. but it's not like it, like he split the atom or anything. It's right. also like very similar to the um, like uh, Macaulay Culkin's uh, antics in, in both Home Alone <laughs> movies. It's like yeah. a, it's like the talk boy from Home Alone too. Right. And he just and when he does take control over this the, the, the engineering room and declares himself acting captain through his voice as if that shouldn't be like the sole criteria for gaining as much power. Like the, the captain shouldn't be able to be like, OK, now this guy's captain. And everybody's like, <laughs> <laughs> OK, yeah. all right. Yeah, the computer is probably dumb enough that you could do like a pretty good Picard impression and like, all right. Uh, uh, um, computer, make a wolf the captain from now on. Oh my god, okay. <laughs> Captain Picard was just on here. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm so, good. Um, yeah, he does that right alongside this like, like board that he's got like a portable trans uh, like uh, tractor beam. Like, so he's yeah. got like this like what looks like a, a something ripped out of a like a printer scanner attached to like a small piece of wood and like that becomes like this tractor beam. Um, and like, that's like amazing. And it's like, he's, he's, he's got that like in his project bank, that's like right alongside this talk boy that he's got. Yeah. This giant MP3 player <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with they, only Jean-Luc Picard because he's such yeah, a fanboy. They sort of talk about those two inventions. Like they're equally amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but they're not. <laughs> no, one defies physics. One is like basically like what the jerky boys do, and the other is like yeah, what you said. Yeah, everybody pretty much. I think a lot of people. Uh, I could read some quotes if you want me to act, like read actual quotes, but in general, a lot of people thought that maybe this would have been an okay episode if it had occurred. Um, you know, season two or right. maybe a little bit mm -hmm. after you'd kind of like gotten used to the characters. Yeah, it seems like an odd <laughs> departure from like the norm for the second episode. Yeah. Like, yeah. But I Getting guess like the antics episode is kind of a bit 
Yeah, it's, it's like, like a single we're subverting one, right? characters that we we don't really know yet. For all we know, like, I mean, they sort of make Tasha Yar. She kind of comes off like she. It didn't take much nudging for her to 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 go, you know, to get like all amorous like this. Like, I don't want to say like yeah, like she was ready. She was uh, ready to go. She she was she was she was she was hoping for in a way she was hoping for a mission where <laughs> there was a potential for inebriation <laughs> to allow her to cut loose. I found her the depiction of Tasha Yar in this episode a little bit like gross and pro- problematic, a little mi- misogynistic <laughs> because it was like <laughs> she like went full like like um, lady of the evening and then started talking about like her troubled youth, like she was driven to this like yeah. indecent behavior. Yeah. She brings up rape gangs. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> it's, like <laughs> it's sort of like the cliche of like the, the stripper who like was abused and was driven to right. this life of sin because yeah. like, it, it is, you know, I mean, she's, she's supposed to be like a, you know, a security officer, you know, so like kind of an undignified mm. cast to, to, to right. put her, put, put her in um okay do you, do you guys want to get into just like uh talk about some of the the episode stuff like yeah. we're, we're, i think we're out of the trivia i think we sort of segued into just talking about the episode a little bit uh, yeah right. thanks for the trivia Bibars. yeah so thanks Bibars. i didn't i didn't mean to belittle the trivia i think it was very good oh no 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 just, you guys you guys don't have to worry about like, hey, like i've got a thick skin just, don't worry just busting your balls just to put yeah. it in Joyzy hey, hey. terms, you know, <laughs> just busting bust your uh, your chops a little bit, you know? yeah. lazing. Um, so, like, Jan, any any thoughts? Uh, how we, how we get things rolling? I just uh, I just noticed that they keep trying to uh, force these uh, character traits onto the viewer, like uh, like Data keeps saying really annoyingly, like inquiry, Captain. Okay. What is the word? Isn't <laughs> that? It actually kind of reminded me of my phone. I bought a phone in uh, Taiwan, and yeah. uh, I set it to English. But sometimes it will ask me if I, after I type a message, it will ask me like, "Do you want to keep the word the in the library?" I'm like, "Yes, that I might <laughs> use the word the later." Data's <laughs> kind of like that. He's like, "Inquiry the words," and what, I don't know what it was this time. Like uh, was, uh, uh, a snootful. I oh think. yeah, snootful. And yeah. At this point, Picard just goes like. Whatever, we don't have time for this. Yeah, like he doesn't <laughs> care it. whether Data learns this or not. It's it makes yeah. no difference to him. It's not my job to make you more human, Data. Yeah, <laughs> and it's of, of or course, to teach you basic basic vocabulary. Like it's right. like it's inconceivable that he maybe like in, in addition to a dictionary of just words, maybe they could have loaded just like a, a list of idioms into his his memory and, and just expressions mm. and metaphors but apparently not it kind of i think it can still be explained like him just acting stupid so that he can fit in a little bit more yeah otherwise people just consider him very arrogant well like in the first episode he points out it's like you know i seem to be commenting about everything and riker's like yeah just keep doing that (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's kind of weird that he's got this like supercomputer brain and he can't infer the relationships of things based off of what they're describing yeah you know it's it's, it's bad writing in real time um in the beginning of the episode they first find the uh the ship and they get this um like message and it 
I it, I thought it sounded a lot like one of those old like um, one nine hundred phone sex hotline numbers. <laughs> Did you have those uh, phone yeah. sex lines uh, in uh, in in Belgium, Jan? I'm sure that I'm sure we do. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't know. I'm sure we do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Used to they used to play like I guess they still do, but like just just for like suckers who don't have the internet. Um, but they particularly in the, in the, you know, before the internet existed, you know, uh, uh, phone sex hotline was, you know, one of the only ways you could find to titillate yourself. Uh, I think I, I think I called one when I was like 11 or something. Yeah. It's, I think it's, I think most of the money that those made were probably from 11 year olds. Like, yeah, I I remember it was just very confusing. (laughs) Yeah. Didn't understand what they were talking about. And then, like, so they they get this really sexy message, and, and they show like like uh, clips of people's faces reacting to it, looking kind of confused and concerned. And then they show Worf, and he's look like really into it, like, Ooh, oh, I'd like to be on that ship right now. <laughs> they they responded originally because they 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 were getting like weird messages, so like. What were I want to know what those mess those original messages were that got them to go across the galaxy? It's like, like it's just like, hey boys, come on down. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, we should probably investigate that. Yeah, they're really intrigued. Did you notice? um, So they they all decide to go onto the they they send an away team, right? And um, they played this music when they got to the ship, which I don't think they play in later seasons, but it was like. Like these are like really heavy kick drums, like. I think I recognize that. Nobody little, noticed that. I was I was I was paying mm-hmm. attention to the frozen orgy that was uh, was uh, around there. That kind of distracted me from the score. Yeah, you're just like so turned on that you couldn't yeah, focus on much. anything else. <laughs> It's like they're they're all clothed in this orgy, by the way, but they're frozen nonetheless. So I think that what right. maybe what inspired this episode was like they because they used that same like spray snow effect in Counterpoint uh, uh, from the last episode. <laughs> they, you know they, they probably re- used those cans. Yeah, you know what I I think happened is they probably like ran out of the stuff and like ordered more, <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. they got like way too much. So they're like, what are we going to do? And then Gene Roddenberry was like, oh, we did this episode where everybody got hot. So maybe, you know, and then the rest writes itself, of course. Yeah. But in all honesty, it's exactly, it is an exact, you know, pull off the original episode. They, they arrive, everybody's frozen. The lady's frozen, taking a shower in her clothes in the, for some reason, because that's what you do when you're drunk, apparently. <laughs> People in Star Trek seem to keep their clothes on all the time because <laughs> Jordy in the previous episode or Jordy in some episode he just sleeps with his clothes on as well. Yeah. That was I think that was the um the most toys. Uh, I think the only time I've seen anybody naked is when Q appears when he's <laughs> right. no longer a Q and he just appears naked on the bridge. In the uh in the naked now. In the naked now, yeah. Yeah. Did you uh so I was confused also why why is uh um Crusher uh, checking out data, like he's not like you mean uh, Doctor Crusher. Doctor Crusher, or... yeah. I mean, I could understand if he's bringing, full, like, if he like lands on this place and like 
surface touches something, then, you know, he's like, he's like carrying, he's like a tabletop that has salmonella on it. You know, she just needed to lice all them or yeah. something. <laughs> I kind of thought they should have wrote in like a character that was like Data's mechanic. And like, he was, <laughs> that's a good he was, idea. He was like, like, like an old timey, like, like a grease monkey. Yeah. Like that, like was, has the was there a doctor data. on the? I'm sorry. Was there a doctor on the original Star Trek? Yeah, Bones. Yeah. Bones. Uh, okay, that ex that McCoy. explains why there's a doctor Kirchhoff, because I was kind of wondering why why she's so why the doctor is so important. Yeah, no, they always have like Bones was extremely important to the original Star Trek. Because um, the Crusher is not really. Uh, they just have to keep finding excuses to put her on the bridge and stuff. Yeah, and do like tap dancing montages occasionally. Right. I mean, why not uh, some other, like a mechanic or like the dentist or, the, yeah. or whatever. The ship's dentist should be a major character. Ship's dentist is on the bridge again. The barber. For no reason. Just because it's a famous actor. be funny if they, like, in the future, they went back to um, barbers being, the, like, the primary medical caregivers. Sort of like in the, in the, <laughs> in the 1800s. So, like, cut your hair and pull your teeth at the same time? Yeah. And, like, <laughs> and fix your horseshoe. It would be funny if like oh, really? all that like old uh, medicine like turned out to be correct, and like our current medicine's all wrong. Like, they is, did, like is that true that that barbers used to pull teeth? And yeah, stuff? yeah, yeah. No, barbers yeah. used to be for much more than hair. They were the, barbers were kind of like doctors, but just because like people huh. were so stupid then that they kind of didn't okay. see much difference between like cutting hair and like doing surgery you know yeah like you have a chair so you're qualified <laughs> you go to sh and, like they had chairs and sharp implements but a lot of what barbers did was was bloodletting really yeah huh. interesting they, they, for some reason they just thought that that cured get out stuff. All those spirits there was no yeah. empirical evidence to prove it but mm -hmm. they, they kept sticking with that uh, that theory you know at, at <laughs> one point in the series i do recall somebody making like one of the doctors making a recommendation of warm milk before bed mm -hmm. like that's like a cure oh, yeah. has stuck around till, yeah. till the enterprise you know like, yeah just try some warm milk yeah for your insomnia because that yeah. works so well now it doesn't work right i think it only works if you have like a uh, hundred liters of it or something <laughs> just hook up this hose to your mouth we'll start pumping the warm milk in if your stomach doesn't mm. burst you'll fall asleep um, it, I look forward to a future that they've cured lactose intolerance to. I want, oh, you're lactose intolerant. Oh, God, yeah, unfortunately. It sucks. Oh, yeah, pretty well, lame. Uh, Yana's just trying not to bring up milk again. Oh, sorry. Wait, but you just, brought it up. It's, I'm sensitive. <laughs> Hypocrite. So um, there's another scene where, like, Jordy is starting just, just to just kind of succumb to the the inebriation and starts kind of hitting on uh, Tasha and she's like confused, but she's like, let's talk about this later. Like she's open to it basically. In other words, I don't think he was hitting on Tasha as much as he was hitting on Wesley Crusher. Yo, he was like, definitely hitting on Wesley Crusher, but that was the next scene. <laughs> right. And it, it was and, sort of like, but yeah, no, he, no, you're right. He was hitting on Wesley. <laughs> I even wrote that down here. Um, yeah, Jordy seems like he's getting ready to seduce Wesley. <laughs> yeah, he just goes straight to Wesley's quarters, really. Yeah, it's like, oh, this is really nice. What you're doing? What you're doing here, Wesley? This is fantastic. And he's got like an arm over his, yeah. on his shoulder. It would be really hot, hard to hide 
an erection in the Starfleet uniform too. In the Starfleet like, onesie. <laughs> just it'd probably be like a full like it wouldn't does probably doesn't even offer enough resistance for it to be like stuck to the leg. It would probably be just like a full tent. You know, with 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 all the considerations for the future, with with regard to the Star Trek onesie, like how do they easily go to the bathroom? Do they have to unzip like the full uniform just to use the bathroom or how does that work? Do they have like a very secretive butt flap on those things? I I think they just use a very localized uh, transporter system. Yeah. <laughs> beam it to the toilet or something. That's a good idea. Or like they have like tubes and plastic bags attached to their legs that they appear uh, out To recycle it. Yeah. Like, the day. like a still suit. So they're like still suits. From yeah, from it just gets recycled yeah. and it becomes like a Snickers bar after a while. Yeah, like they they release a tiny little bullion cube. <laughs> like, <laughs> like in Dune, I think that's uh, in Dune they really do that, yeah. which is also with Patrick Stewart, by the way. That's right. Uh, where these suits that recycle their pee in their sweat. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, still suits. Yeah, like a uh, like yeah. a still suit. Yeah. I guess that's they, what uh, it's called. They don't. They never explain the like what happens to the hard wastes in that in that sh- series. Yeah. Though. Like, but they just kind of like glaze over that. Like you'd like to think that the Quitsack Hatterack has like releasing like tiny little yeah. balls of shit wherever he's walking. <laughs> I wouldn't like yeah. to think that. Like somebody has to like walk around behind him with like a pan and broom, scoop. Just, like, yeah. scoop up, just scoop up their profits poops. Yeah. <laughs> little poop cubes. Um. So. There's a scene where uh, also that um, Riker tells Data to look up this old incident of somebody taking a shower with, with their clothes on. And it turns out that Data's yeah. like really bad at Googling, basically. He's like, I can't find anything. It takes hours. Yeah, it will yeah. take hours to find like something. Hours, like, Just like it takes them hours to download some data from another spaceship. Yeah. Every time. Yeah, they, here's, here's my personal take on that. The The... The ship, uh, and I'm sorry, I, I just got off of watching the original series, so I know I hate, I don't know if it sounds bad if I keep on referring to it, but in that episode, the the Naked Now, the Naked Time, yeah. like the big thing about that episode is by the end of the episode, they, for the first time in like this series, discover time travel. Like, right. In order to huh. escape, in order to, to escape escape the uh, collapsing planet. They discover time travel, so you would figure mm. like the story that led up to that would have become like well known to just about everybody right. in, in the Starfleet. You know, like it's like, yeah. oh wow, they got drunk and they had to escape a you know a collapsing planet, and that's how they discovered time travel. You know, that's crazy. Well, like, everybody may, would maybe know like story. the the other stuff, like if. If you're reading about this incident, you'd be kind of burying lead if you, you talked about the, the shower with the clothes on. Like, maybe, maybe this is not, <laughs> not as interesting, so they just left it out. It was still in there. Riker read it at True. some point for some True. reason. <laughs> um, we meet another character in this episode that we never uh, meet again, Assistant Chief Engineer Jim Shimoda. Right. Oh, right. And he's the Strange one guy. that um, pulled the... Where were they? They uh, like the navigation chips out. Uh, the worst and, Jenga player Jenga ever. <laughs> and that scene was like uh, pretty stupid for a couple of reasons. But the main reason was that so there was um, Wesley appeared to be sort of lucid enough to come up with all these grand schemes and and um, like you know work, invert his tractor beam to be a force field and and. Mm-hmm. 
but he wasn't smart enough to stop this guy from doing something that just totally broke the ship, like right next to him. Like, right. <laughs> and why was yeah. that guy that dumb? Like, I mean, like, has anybody that wrote this episode ever been drunk before? Like, you don't, right. you don't just do totally idiotic things. Like, you you might try yeah. to drive and then, like, drive into a tree, but you're not going to, like, mm. take the engine out of your car. <laughs> I think the term inebriation seems a bit odd to place on this because, like, they all do like there was first off there were no angry drunks there right like right. that's true the, yeah, it was like more like they were all on ecstasy right yeah, yeah. shrooms or something but they didn't like right. ecstasy wasn't invented yet in the in the mid 80s so this is like the best they could do um i have a little bit of an interesting trivia about jim shimoda okay. he was played by uh, benjamin lum who unfortunately is deceased uh, but he was actually had a he had a cameo in an episode of Seinfeld. Huh. Um, he played uh, a Chinese mailman who was uh, he, it was in an episode uh, where um, Jerry was dating a um, Native American woman and kept inadvertently being racist and offending her. Uh, I'll, I'll actually uh, I'll I'll, uh, I'll play the scene for you. I guess I could go for a bite. You like Chinese food? Because I once went to a great Szechuan restaurant in this neighborhood. I don't remember the exact address. Uh, excuse me, you must know where the Chinese restaurant is around here. Why must I know? Because I'm Chinese? You think I know where all the Chinese restaurants are? Oh, as honorable Chinaman for location of restaurant. Oh, I told you you're the mailman. You would know the neighborhood. Oh, hello, American Joe. Which way to hamburger hot dog stand? <laughs> It's late. I should probably just go home. I, I had... uh, that's good. <laughs> good. Fantastic. There's a funny uh, thing at the end where they repeat kind of what they did the last time, which is that Picard, uh, they're they're sitting next to each other, Picard and number one, and Picard goes like, well, number one, I'm sure next uh, next episode will be much better. Remember <laughs> that they did like, Next episode will be much more interesting, number one. And they kind of do that here again. And yeah, I right. think after a while, they won't just be like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a really strange line. He was like, it is a fine crew if we avoid temptation. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the hell is this? Like, the, the, the Mayflower taking the pilgrims to the new world? Like, did, did anybody else take note of the weird noise that Picard made when Crusher yeah. was like coming on? To Some formula. <laughs> that's it right what the hell what was that what is he doing I, I had to keep on rewinding it to see if like that was actually coming Similar from him or not like, it was like a, yeah. some formula <laughs> formula <laughs> was that, is that what he does when he gets drunk that's mm. what he does when he tries to resist temptation right. he's just forcing <laughs> his boner back down um, there's nowhere to up tuck when you're in a onesie yeah yeah. When the sun explodes, it seems to like fire a fireball directly at the ship, like like a glob of sun. Sing, a is single that, globby yeah. mass. At the... Is that how supernovas work? They just shoot a single ball of fire towards the spaceship that towards... happens to be nearby. Yeah, yeah. specifically yeah. in the direction of a spaceship. And of course, they use um, Data's super speed to put the chips back, you know, into their into their yeah. spots. It's I like, feel like that's a that's an effect I saw a lot in the eighties. Like there was a I don't know if you guys remember this, but there was a show about a, a guy and he had like super shoes 
mm-hmm. like uh, these sneakers that he could run really fast and he would solve crime by running really fast. Do you guys know <laughs> what I'm talking about? That sounds vaguely familiar. Do they also have like a spray can or something that he could use? Like there was like a. Sp- that's, that's that's pretty much the only thing I remember about it. Was he also a robot by any chance? Sure. <laughs> no, it was really Why not? Because of the shoes. I think. I, there was a movie like that where there was magic magic sneakers. Uh, I think it was yeah. called um, Like Mike. But this is like a mm-hmm. '90s movie with a uh, little bow wow, where he got magic uh, sneakers and could play. Uh, it was definitely in the '80s. Uh, it's a. I can, can I just mention that it's a pretty terrible idea to make the entirety of your ship function on a bunch of little SD cards that have to slot yeah. into the right slot. Like that doesn't seem like a good idea. That seems like a little bit of a of a, uh, of a security yeah. risk. Or right, maybe yeah. at least like keep them somewhere a little bit harder to reach. Put a little padlock on that thing. Is all I'm just saying. You, okay. you don't you don't need to access them that regularly. Yeah, presumably if you only remove one of those, you just totally disable the ship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is like a dumb idea. Um, yeah, my only other uh, like note that I, I think is worth uh, including is um, that the, the really sexy scene when, when Data goes to vis- visit Tasha Yar, um, mm-hmm. where she's wearing that hot outfit. Uh, I, li- I liked that they had like... the curly cue. They had yeah, <laughs> they had had set up that outfit with an entirely other scene where she went to visit um, Troy, <laughs> and it's like, it's it's like about like, it's like an episode of, like the Red Shoe Diaries or something. Like, do you ever see that? Sh- do you did you have that show uh, in Belgium? Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's like a really soft, soft sure porn, <laughs> soft cable porn scene. She's mm-hmm. like, I want to copy your style, and then. Uh, Troy's like, I don't think it'll work for you. And then they cut, and then then she leaves. I'm gonna go style myself somewhere else. And then we get a payoff for that. I thought it was a nice little story arc they set up there for uh, <laughs> Yara's sexual awakening. Did you notice like some of the um, offerings that Wesley Crusher was uh, giving to the 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 crew now that he was acting captain was free like. Ice cream before and after every yeah. meal. Wesley seems to think that like captains can make like royal decrees or something like that. Like, like I declare today is ice cream day throughout <laughs> all of the kingdom. Huzzah! Well, right. maybe Picard does that stuff, sort of stuff all the time. He probably we don't see those things. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so um, that's probably enough. I don't think we should belabor this. I mean, I know that's what no. we're like, supposed we're supposed to be belaboring it, but I mean, come on. Ridiculous. It's pretty good. Yes. Good job, guys. Sufficient. Thanks. Any um, yeah. any plugs? Uh, for me, no, not at the moment. Okay. Just uh, keep sending money. Yeah, <laughs> guys, uh, patrons yeah. of uh, Gazora, please send him money. Yeah. Just patreon.com slash Gazora. Yeah. Nice. nicely. Um, let's see. My my website's pretty crappy, so but I'll mention it. Uh, I guess GoNerdy.com has got all my half. It's kind of a sad site because it's just where my projects go to die. Yeah. So you could you could read those, I guess. Um, and I, I mean, not a plug for myself, but a plug for NaNoWriMo, I would say. You know, oh, National today's, uh, Novel Writing Month. Yes. Today's the first day of National uh, Novel Writing all Month. Right. So. You still have time to join up and try to get a 50,000-word novel written. Maybe uh, a, lot of, a lot of bad novels written this month. Yes, <laughs> mine included. Uh, no, yours will be good. Um, I have a plug for my ALF podcast. 
that I uh, mm, record with good. Uh, Mike Vianzvarek. Did you guys listen to the uh, second episode yet? No, not yet. I'm uh, going to listen. listen to it on my commute tomorrow. It's a good one. I've got about to it. 10 minutes in. It was supposed to be the uh, second episode, but I accidentally wrote notes on the 11th episode. Um, I noticed that. <laughs> but it, was, it wasn't my fault. At first, I thought you were using the Roman numeral, too. I was like, okay, that's an interesting yeah. thing to do. No, it was, like, uh, it was just like they, they named the episodes weirdly in the, like the DVD data files. And I just looked, you know, I blew it, guys. I mean, the thing is, like, I, I, I realized my mistake, and I, then I was, but I had already written the notes. So I didn't want to have to do that again. So I just went with it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's very funny. I look forward to listening to the second one. Now I'm going to have to also watch Elf, which yeah, is right. a good thing. You know, I, I got to be honest. It, it's, it's I'm willing not, to do that if it means uh, hearing your podcast. You don't have to. <laughs> I mean, I think we we do a pretty good job sort of telling the story without you having to watch the episode. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, this has been fun. All right. Um, yeah. Any? Uh, sorry. Uh, how did? What, what rating would you give this episode, Jan? It doesn't have to be like our thing that we did before just like would you would you think out of five stars oh it's really not a good one but it's not as bad as the next one so i guess two and a half out of five two and a half out of five bars i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna say two because it's the second episode if it was like the 10th episode then i'd give it a much higher rating because like now you get to feel like you've seen serious picard now you get to see zany Picard, you know? Yeah. Right, yeah. right off the gates yeah. with the zany is a bit much, so I'm going to give it yeah. a two, straight two. Yeah, I, you know, I agree with you, but I, I'm going to give it a two, and I'm going to add another 0.5 because of uh, there were some moments that I found to be uh, pretty sexy and really turned me on. The Wesley Crusher <laughs> scenes? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, uh, mostly the, the Geordie stuff when he got really sweaty yeah. and amorous. That, that did it for me. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thanks. Thanks again. Okay. And uh, until next time. Take care. Thanks for tuning in.